You are listening to Packers Now. Get the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Ben Krakowski. And today I want to break down our last game against Minnesota, see what we learned from that game and that disappointing loss, and then preview uh, tonight's Thursday night matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. So let's start by looking at Sunday's game against Minnesota. This loss was definitely unexpected for me. I knew the Vikings were a much better team than their record was, but I still didn't think with their personnel, with their injuries, with their COVID, that, that they would be able to take down the Packers. The Vikings had this weak interior offensive line, but their offensive line just dominated our defensive line throughout this game and set up the big game on the ground for Delvin Cook. And our defense just missed a lot of tackles and just looked like a bunch of scrubs, to be honest. I don't I don't know what to do about it. Just nobody is playing extremely well for the Packers on defense, except maybe Jair Alexander. And it's it's very concerning. I have a lot of hope for a lot of these guys to step up, but they just haven't. Uh, Kenny Clark is not the same player after his injury. Zedarius and Preston Smith are totally unable to play the run. Our defensive line defensive linemen next to those guys have just been kind of bad. And then our safeties and linebackers are just missing tackles. And I think this defense is better than we are playing. But at this point, it seems uh, because I know our players are better, because I know they can do better than what they're doing. And the players definitely have to step up. I think this defense is better than this. I think our overall defense is better than this. And it seems to me, it almost feels like a coaching error at this point. Mike Patton really seems like he's he's on the hot seat, hot on the hot seat, and I could totally see if our defense does not step in a, step up in a big way against San Francisco tonight, Mike Patton could actually be fired halfway through the season. The Packers need a defense that can at least get stops, but they haven't been able to do that. They aren't getting pressure on the opposing quarterback. Last year they were number one in pressure rate on defense. You know what they are this year? 32nd in the NFL. They're the 32nd. They're the last, dead last in getting pressure on the opposing quarterback this season. And I don't think that has as much to do with our players as it has much to do with our scheme. You can, really good defensive coordinators can make stuff work. You just saw Mike Zimmer make stuff happen with a just shredded, destroyed defensive team after his GM especially traded away his last good pass rusher, and they're still able to cause pressure. Good defensive coordinators can cause pressure no matter their personnel. And Mike Patton has not been able to do that at all this year. Uh, the Packers aren't getting pressure on the opposing quarterback. They aren't getting stops on defense, and they aren't causing turnovers. That's a problem, and it might come down to we need a different guy at the DC, the defensive coordinator position, who can put our players in the best position to win, to take advantage of our players' best abilities. And Mike Pettin has not done that yet. And I'm never about midseason change. I think midseason change is usually almost always just a bad decision. But as the saying goes, it's better late than never. And I think that's the case here. Uh, if things don't turn around against San Francisco. Um, I just feel like we have good players and they need to be producing better than they are right now. And I think that may come down to scheme. And then if we look at our Packers offense, they looked great through the first half, long, great, uh, consistent drives, but then they totally slowed down in the second half. I do think there is a good amount to blame for the weather conditions on Sunday on how our offense did. 
It was crazy windy, which makes it very difficult to throw the ball. And we saw that as Aaron Rodgers put up good stats, but did miss some throws on Sunday. And same with our receivers who had drops, as I think it really played a factor. And these refs, honestly, guys, these refs, and I, I don't want to be that guy, but these refs were especially awful, I'd say. The flags they called throughout this game were very inconsistent, and honestly, it just didn't seem fair towards the Packers. They picked up that pass interference calling, missed some others, not to mention the amount of holes that got called were ridiculously different than how the NFL has handled holding throughout the rest of the entire season, which is is frustrating. It's hard as an offensive lineman to be like, I've been doing this all year, and I have not gotten in trouble for it, and now you're saying it's not allowed. Um, but I think the biggest thing is I watched this game was the inability to find a weapon outside of Devontae Adams. In this game, other than Adams, no wide receiver for the Packers had more than one catch. Without a true number two receiver, this offense is its just going to shut down at times, just like it did in the second half of this game, even against a bad defense like Minnesota had. With the right scheme, this offense, this Packers offense, can be stopped easily at times. And the hardest part about all this is the Packers weren't able to go out and get a true number two weapon because the Texans were asking way too much for a seven-game rental of a receiver. But here's what's important, is the fact that the Packers do have hope. Earlier in the season, they were able to get it done when they were healthier. And I'm seeing that after this 49ers game, the Packers have a real chance to get healthy. With a long 10-day break, the Packers may be able to get back to full health, and our offense may look a lot more like it did the first time we played the Minnesota Vikings than it did on Sunday, the second time when we only put up 22 points. With guys starting to get to full health, as we look at the injury report for our game against San Francisco tonight, you see big names like David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, both are questionable for tonight's game, but are very close to full health and are ready to play again. These two change the entire trajectory of our team, and when they have been on the field, they make a huge difference. Our offense, even without Devontae Adams, can still go on as long as we had Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard. Our offense needs three weapons, and we are on the brink of getting two of our biggest three weapons back with Alan Lazard to come off IR tomorrow or, or tonight or our next game. And if this is the case, I totally believe our offense can come back to normal and start firing on all cinder, cylinders again. Come maybe not tonight, even if it is even if it is against a very injured San Francisco team, but come the rest of the season, I think we can fix our offense, can go back to normal, and normal meaning those first few games of the season, if two-thirds of our main weapons can just stay healthy. And I'm excited if all three can be healthy at the very same time. If Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, that one-two punch at receiver, and then Aaron Jones is back to full health, our offense is going to bounce back in a huge way the rest of the season. And we're going to have to see how that goes uh, tonight against San Francisco. Our offense has a chance to really um, come back after a disappointing loss to the Vikings, and I think that can happen. With the 49ers depth chart just kind of entirely depleted at this point, they have players like Richard Sherman, D. Ford, Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, all out, not playing, and trading away Quan Alexander. This team definitely has some holes. But also, they do have some very key pieces still left on the team. They have Eric Armstead, very good pass rusher, which will be a key to keeping Rodgers healthy in this game. Bakhtiari and Wagner are both listed as questionable for this game. And if both don't play, that would be bad news for the Packers. And they would most likely need to move Alec and Jenkins out to the tackle position for this game. I expect, though, one of these guys, Bakhtiari or 
uh, Wagner to be healthy enough to play in this game, though. And hopefully the Packers should be fine getting the run game going and protecting Rodgers. But the run game is a problem because the Packers are going to be out or probably be out with their top three running backs. Aaron Jones is uh, questionable, but it seemed like the interview uh, made it sound more like he is doubtful. Uh, And then uh, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, both on the COVID reserve list, which is going to make it uh, very difficult for the Packers to maybe get their run game going. You, you have guys like Tyler Irvin left, who's kind of more a speed demon type of guy, uh, uh, not the not the typical between-the-tackles guy for the Packers. And then there is practice squad player Dexter Williams, former six-round pick, uh, who this week, LaFleur and Rodgers spoke very highly of and how hard he has worked this offseason. We heard that as well in the summertime as well. Uh, the Packers just had three other guys they had to play in front of him. You had Jamal Williams. You had Aaron Jones. Great, great players. And then you had A.J. Dillon, your second-round pick. You can't just be like, hey, I'm going to put my six-round pick practice squad guy in front of my second-round pick when we didn't add a receiver. Uh, you can't do that. And I get if the Packers would have done that for both Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon, the fans would have been bl- went ballistic. And so they had to keep Dillon, who I like, and I think he is better than Dexter Williams. But I do have hope and uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how Dexter Williams does, who I'm expecting to get quite a bit of snaps in tonight's game. Uh, the middle of the 49ers defense, uh, they still have Fred Warner, very athletic specimen who really runs this event, uh, who's been playing very well. But most importantly, they have comeback player of the year, in my opinion, cornerback Jason Verrett. Verrett has been playing great since finally getting healthy, and this might be the steal of the last five years. Uh, the 49ers got in this guy. I love Verrett and begged the Packers to sign him, even though he really hasn't played the last few years due to long-term health from concussions. But now that he's feeling better, he's playing at a very high level. But the 49ers don't like to move their corners around, and we know that very well. Um, And even in last week's game against the Seahawks, the Seahawks were able to take advantage of the number two corner on the other side of the field who has had a bad season thus far. And if the Packers are able to have maybe Lazard play tomorrow, we're going to be just fine. If not, I think the Packers will be just fine offensively, even with only Tyler Irvin, Dexter Williams at running back, even without maybe Alan Lazard at that opposite receiver position. I think the Packers can find a way to be creative and get uh, put up some points against this uh, struggling to stay healthy 49ers overall team and even this defense as well. I do think uh, this will be a hard test without maybe our top three running backs, maybe without David Bakhtiari, maybe without Rick Wagner, maybe without Alan Lazard. But I do think they can make it work. I think LaFleur has to pull out his creativity and he has to outcoach Kyle Shanahan. And he's going to have to do that. And he's going to have to outcoach just as good of coaches, if not better, later on in the playoffs if he wants to win a Super Bowl. And this is going to be a big test for him tonight. So, and then let's move on to our defense. In this game, the 49ers will be without Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, all due to injury. And then the 49ers will also be without left tackle Trent Williams, wide receiver Debo Samuel, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk due to COVID. This game is the Packers to win defensively. And if the Packers are unable to hold this 49ers team to 13 points or less, I'd say it's time to say goodbye to Mike Patton. Gudikins has given him the players to be successful, and he's just not making it happen. The 49ers have literally 
no one right now offensively and might just be the worst team in the league if it wasn't for their coaching. The Packers need to take advantage of this game tomorrow and dominate in stopping the run with guys like Kenny Clark finally needing to step up and playing how he should play and our edge guys like Rashawn Gary, Preston, and Zadari Smith proving that they can stop the run and rush the passer. This is a big game for the Packers to step up on all levels of their defense. And I know I said the Packers should hold the 49ers to 13 points or less, but honestly, I'm going to be kind of upset even if this 49ers team scores a touchdown with the amount of injuries they currently have. I expect the Packers to win this one, but not in a huge fashion. I can see the Packers deciding to rest many of their guys who are questionable and getting them totally healthy for the rest of this year, which is a risky move the way this team has been playing, but I could see them continuing that trend of resting these guys. You know, Players like Alan Lazard, Christian Kirksey, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Kevin King, all maybe not playing. And then not counting our COVID cases, running back Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, and then linebacker Kamal Martin. This game won't be the easiest to score on offense either because we do have quite a few holes there. I expect the Packers to win this one 24-12. I have to believe the Packers can keep this depraved San Francisco offense from scoring a touchdown. And I have to believe the Packers can improve on last week and score three touchdowns and a field goal, even without many players on our offense. So that's all we have today, folks. Kickoff is to, is tonight at 7.20 p.m. Can't wait to see who the Packers will be trotting out and can hopefully make up for last week's, last week's nightmare of a game against the Minnesota Vikings and hopefully pull off a win tonight, a much-needed win after the 49ers have uh, kind of had our number the last three times, and it's going to be, I'm hopeful, that they can uh, flip the switch on that. So, Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes of Packers Now. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and give me a review to hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.